Welcome to Fortress of Faith with Tom Wallace, calling North America to repentance and revival. Welcome to the Corner of Truth and Courage with Tom and Tyler. We are talking to you this week about the the land of Israel, how the Abrahamic covenant was made from back in Genesis chapter 15 and 17 there, how Ishmael basically was sort of the original descendant of what is now today's Muslims, right? And, and then obviously you have Isaac, which is the sea that God blessed for the Israelites and the fight that they had over the land all these different years. And we've kind of started way back in 70 AD, I believe it was. And we're working our way all the way up to the modern day today. And so we, yesterday we talked about the British mandate, their two-state solution. Uh, basically, if I can just make it a long story short, so to speak, or kind of sum it up in, into one thing. They built this package where they said, hey, you know, we'll, we'll, Israel will give you 5% of your land that God promised you, and we'll give Arabs 95% of that. And the Arabs said, no, that's not enough, essentially, right? So I would just call that pretty greedy. And, yeah. uh, and then, so they said, okay, well, then we'll give you 80% more of the land, the 5% that we were going to give Israel, and they again rejected that. And then you mentioned at the end of last week uh, that in 1947, that was when the United uh, Nations uh, sort of got involved, and that's where we left off. So let's pick up right where we left off there, uh, Brother Wallace. All right. Now, sometimes when you go through history, it kind of feels a bit dry and boring and all that stuff there. But it's important that we understand, because this this conflict that's going on in, in Israel today is, you know, it goes all the way back to, this fight between Ishmael and Isaac and the division that's all there and others have tried to weigh in. I mean, what president, American president, hasn't been trying to be, you know, get a little involved in the Middle East peace process? You know, we want to try to have a, uh, a, fl- a feather in our cap saying, I did this and created, you know, some a fix to a, to a terrible solution. Well, let me ask a direct question, okay? So we mentioned different generations. We mentioned how the older generations are, uh, are that pay more attention to history, which is smart because you don't want to make some of the same mistakes that you made before. And I'll be honest with you, my generation, it is a little bit different. And sometimes the way we think is, well, what does that have to do with me today, right? And so, uh, which is sort of a selfish way of thinking. But 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 let's ask this question: these the history of the things that are that are going on in Israel between the Ishmaelites and uh, and the Israelites. I mean, how, how does that, what does that have to do with America, so to speak, or even Canada, some of our listeners here? What 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 is it, does it have to do with the end times kind of a thing? Is it things that we should be paying attention to? What Why is it significant to us? Well, I think for America, we keep our finger in this because we know, as I started on Monday, the blessing is I'll bless them that bless thee and curse them that curseth thee. So America wants to be in place of blessing with God. And how do you do it? Bless Israel. doesn't mean we rubber stamp everything they do, because not everything they do is going to be right. They're not necessarily a godly nation, but they have been blessed of God. And they do have that covenant upon them. We don't. They do. And we want to be a blessing to them. And uh, and I'm glad for America's position for that for th- through the years. But um, but Israel has struggled ever since they became a nation in 1949. Uh, they've now been a nation about 70 years. It's amazing what they've accomplished. You know, the Bible speaks of, you know, the flower budding in the desert, uh, blooming in the desert. Well, that certainly has happened. Uh, that region 
for many, many years was a wilderness. Mark Twain went there in 1881, and he wrote a book um, about his trip over there to the Middle East. And uh, and he begins with this: If this is the promised land, I hope it's not promised to me. <laughs> you know, because I mean, there were no trees; it was barren. It was it was a wilderness. It was a desert. Uh, and Israel has turned it into a flourishing, beautiful garden. Mm-hmm. It's amazing what uh, what God has blessed them with, and uh, what what has occurred there. But to get to that point, it's been. A hurdle. It's been a fight. It's been a hassle, and it still is today. And uh, so we talked about the after World War One, the British mandate was put into place. They had like a, um, a you know, like a forty-year control of that land to do everything that they needed to do, and it was going to end in 1949. Mm-hmm. And um, then we had World War Two that came up again, more persecution of Jews. When they came out of the concentration camps, where did they want to go? They wanted to go to Israel. And so they took over ships and stuff and, you know, filled with Jews and they dubbed them, you know, SS Exodus, you know, coming out of, you know, out of bondage and into the promised land. And the British put up flotillas. They weren't allowing them to come in. I don't people realize that, but the British was capturing these ships and sticking them into Cyprus into a holding camp there, and then that overfilled. And guess what they ended up doing? Sticking them back in the same concentration camps that they came out of. Why do they not? Germany. Why do they not want them in Israel? Because it was upsetting the apple cart. You know, all these Jews storming their way into the Promised Land that they were wanting to call Palestine. So it was because of the Arabs who were fighting this whole thing. The, the Arabs time. were pushing back. No, we don't want the Jews here. We don't want them to have the land. And more Jews were coming. Yeah. And so, they again, they kept countering it by sending more Arabs. All this was going on after World War II. Mm-hmm. And so the United Nations is now formed. And now they got to deal with it. Mm-hmm. And so they start drawing up maps. And guess what they're following? They're following the British suggestion of the British mandate. And again, on November the 29th, um, you know, they rejected, the Arabs rejected this offer of having a two-state solution. And so, um, you know, in 1949, when Israel, you know, at at the midnight hour, when England's mandate finished, they had no more control of the area. The Jewish set up their own government. They voted themselves in as a nation. And the Arabs, the very next day, attacked them. Okay, so we had um, uh, the war there in in 1949. Uh, uh, on after November the 29th, November the 30th, the uh, the Egyptians came in. The uh, uh, the we, we had the Arabs uh, coming up from uh, Saudi Arabia. We had uh, the Jordanians. We had the Lebanese. We had Iran. All of them sending their their fighting forces, their airplanes, and 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 Israel had hardly anything to defend themselves. And guess what? Not only did they win the war, they gained more territory, they more land than what the British map had given to them. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so the Arabs were like, "How did this happen? <laughs> you know, if Allah's on our side, if Allah has promised it to us, why are they letting these Jews?" Be uh, uh, become victorious over us, and then gain more of our land. Yeah. And so 
more conflict was developing and the Jews said, listen, let's just be peaceful with each other. We'll give you the land that we took, took from you because after you attacked us, we gained the land. But uh, we, we just want peace. And so they offered the land back to them and uh, and the Arabs took it, but they didn't give them peace. Uh-huh. They didn't give them peace. They keep fighting. They keep so. So then we had another war in in 1967. Uh, the Arab rejection number three of uh, there the Six Day War. Uh, this uh, you know and actually the Jews knew it was coming, so they did a preemptive strike. But again, they won that war. The the Jews did uh-huh. every time that the armies that have outnumbered, outgunned, out. Uh, it's just amazing to, to to look through the history that every time Israel was attacked, um, not only did Israel win, mm-hmm. they won handsomely and gained more land. But each time they give it back saying, let's just be peaceful. Mm-hmm. Let's just have a, a, an option here of, of peace. And so uh, I go through this one presentation five times a peace agreement was offered and um, for for the Arabs to have their own state officially. I mean, they brought it in. The last one was with Clinton. Clinton was there and with Yasser Arafat and they had their Camp David agreement and all that stuff there. And they signed, uh, they were about to sign the peace agreement and the Arabs said no. Mm-hmm. We're not. You know, they 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 they, they, they <clears throat> took the land. Yeah, but they did not establish themselves as a state. They don't want to be a state because doing so gives then Israel the right to be their state, and they can't do that. They will never do it. And uh, the reason why they will never do it simply because of the Quran. As long as there's Islam, as long as there is a Quran saying it belongs to the Arabs, because that's what the Quran teaches. Mm-hmm. As long as you, there's Islam, there will never be peace. So the reason why they keep rejecting it is is because, I mean, because you have to look at it through the eyes of a, of a true Muslim. To them, the Quran is God's word, right? Exactly. Essentially. So so their, their Bible is promising that this is their land, so they're not going to give an inch of it be, because of that, which is what Israel probably should be doing, but isn't, right? They're, they're basically... Even though they win over and over again, they're they're to a point where they're just saying, "Hey, listen, we'll give it back to you anyway because we're just tired of fighting." And by the way, this happened right after World War II, where millions of Jews—I—I I, 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 yeah. we, we didn't even mention that. We we kind of brushed over World War II. Six so, million Jews so were—they're probably annihilated, done in fighting. Hitler, yeah, you know, they don't want to be fighting, and so um, that's very interesting. So so basically, you have you know two different groups of people. Both of them believe they have what's essentially God's word. Uh, the Arabs believe it's their land because the Quran tells them that. The Israelites believe it's their land, but they're just so tired and defeated that they don't want to fight for it anyway, right? So they're, it's very, uh, very, very interesting there, um, that information. Yeah. Well, let me say this to Tyler, and what people don't realize, because we're, we're born on the opposite side of that. All this is history. All this is behind us there, and we don't really understand it. And we Americans, I'm afraid, and I hate to say this because it sounds... Uh, kind of hard but the truth is we're not very well educated about the world we're so insular we think we are the world 
we Americans are so full of ourselves that we think because we're the world power mm-hmm. and the greatest superpower, and the truth is that's that's a true statement. We don't think we need to even understand everybody else. But that that pride that we have because of our position in the world does not do us well. You know, we we think we don't have to worry about all that. Well, that uh, that's foolish. Growing up overseas myself is given me an, uh, an opportunity to have a larger view. Mm-hmm. I actually see a lot of stuff because of my British background. What I want to do, I want to break down more of the three wars because I think it's a great story to, to see every time Israel was attacked, to go into some of more of the details and see how God had delivered them. The numbers that the Arabs had and the weapons they had compared to the weapons that the Jews had and the numbers that they had to fight these wars mm-hmm. was I mean, it's like a David-Goliath story. Mm-hmm. And it's neat to talk about them because you see God's hand of protection on Israel. Hey, Amen. Well, we are out of time today. We're glad that you joined us today in our just our, really a history lesson on uh, Israel and the land that's been promised to them uh, by God. And so I, I agree with you. It's important that we uh, understand the history of it because, you know, even as Americans, you mentioned, you said, well, you know, we're kind of just always worried about ourselves and not looking at other people. I mean, we, at the very least, we ought to be worried about what's going on with Israel and the land that God promised to his people. I mean, that, that, that's a big deal there. So uh, anyways, you can, you can listen to us on FortressOfFaith.com. All of our shows are on there. That's a place in which you can donate. And next Spotify. Week. We're on Spotify now. Spotify, yeah. yeah. We're on yeah, Spotify. A lot of people have Spotify in your car. You may not know it, but you have Spotify generally and if you have a newer car. And then you can, you know, set up a subscription with them and listen to us yeah. on your time. Yeah. Well, yeah. and it's an app, too, that's on yeah. your phone that you can essentially do. I've, I've had Spotify before. So, anyways, there's lots of different ways to listen to, to us. And so we wanted to get that off uh, there to you. And so thank you for joining us here at the Corner of Truth and Courage. We'll see you next time. God bless.